0: What is up, my friends, my compatriots, my companions, uh, my nothing but air, really, so far, because, uh, you know, this is only like the fifth episode here, got to pick up the momentum with it, so, what is up, Monday, March 5th, 2018, we are, uh, we living our lives here in America, things are a little bit tough, politics in foreign affairs, <laughs> um, school shootings, uh, which just constantly seem to be a thing. And I don't want to brush it off, guys, and I don't want to go on some diatribe about gun control and this and that, but I just want you guys to know that I, uh, I want you to spread love, man. I know that maybe sitting around drinking a beer isn't solving the world's problems, but if you can spread a little love with your neighbors and your people around you and your friends and your family, then 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 do that because I think that this positivity and turning the uh the whole mood around this country is gotta it's gotta start small, it's gotta start in neighborhoods, it's gotta start with uh you know, basically just with us right here on pop top we're going to start it we're going to be the beginning of the revolution and uh, we're going to spread love and joy and we're going to do it one fermented hop and malt at a time so thank you guys again and welcome to pop top Uh, today I'm bringing you just I would say the DMV I'm bringing you the DM a beer from the DMV so in this area that I live here in Arlington Virginia the DMV is actually, well, the DMV where I live. It's Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, DMV. Now, the beer I'm bringing today is a Dogfish Head beer. It's called Romantic Nectar IPA. Or sorry, Romantic Chemistry IPA. I keep calling it Romantic Nectar. Um, it's Romantic Chemistry IPA. And the Dogfish Head guys are the D in DMV when it comes to Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, or Delmarva, as they call it over there. But um, those guys over in Delaware, um, if you don't know who Dogfish Head is and you're listening to my podcast, it means you had to have listened to a podcast before this and have a cell phone and a life and friends. So I don't think there's any way in the world you have no idea who Dogfish Head is. Now, I know some of you might think, oh, you're talking about the mass processed beers, you're just you're already selling out. Episode five. Here. No, I'm not selling out, guys. Not at all. Dogfish Head is crafted beers. Let's let's break it down here. Dogfish Head. Anybody know their motto out there? Anyone? Anyone? Dogfish Head's mantra is off is centered ales for off centered people. Now if you can show me another company that's mass producing 60 minute IPAs, let me know. Okay, or 90 minute IPAs, 120 minute IPAs and some of just the blood orange nectars and some of the stuff that they're doing, it's amazing. But these guys are all making craft beers and, and the head brewer, the owner there, he's hes absolutely just uh, Down to earth Delaware Eastern Shore East Coast type of guy, and as I take a sip of this romantic chemistry, it literally is perfect chemistry. It almost blows your mind. It's very bubbly and 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 uh, you know open and has good, good carbonation to it, but like a normal IPA. It's just this that this citrus is so smooth with the malt and the hops. It there's like not a bite to it. I'm almost I'm almost torn now because taking this first sip here, it just uh, I I got to get that bite. You know that's what I look for in the IPA. But let's let's go in for sip number two. There it is. It's faint but fantastic. I mean, it is just. I don't know, it's very like tropical flora aroma, but the flavor is like a like the sweet pit. Like if you were to eat the pit of a mango is is the flavor I'm getting right now. It's 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 really good. It's really good. So uh a little backtrack here. I I saw this beer in the convenience store downstairs, pretty awesome. Gotten to know the guy here, the wife and I have lived here now. Almost two and a half years, and got another guy downstairs after they revamped and re-renovated the store there, I've talked to him a little that. He actually rotates different like craft beers in there, and when I buy one, he's like, "Oh, this one's good for that and this and and he knows his stuff, and it's actually kind of uh, I don't know a uh, serendipity to be living in that building and starting this podcast here and having someone down there like that. And uh, I went down there and I said, "Anything good today?" When I got off work today, and he said, uh, "Yeah, you know, there's a couple good ones." And he pointed me towards that and i feel like anytime dogfish head has a new beer i gotta try it i just i've never been upset by anything they have in their collection and their collection is vast full of all kinds of crazy craft beers and seasonals so i uh i went with this one and i hadn't tried it yet i said you know what i feel i feel like it's going to be a winner so i started the podcast and literally popped top as i said hello to you guys and these are my first sips here so uh very amazing beer, nice golden brown color, um, hold it up to the light, it's almost kind of got like an orange tangerine look to it, uh, shout out to Rustico Balston here for your awesome uh, Aslan glasses, Aslan uh, Brewery, little shout out to them here, they were uh, having a night at, at Ballston and I got a flight of their beers and got a free glass, so pretty cool stuff. Guys, Dogfish Head is over in Milton, Delaware, okay? in there at six cannery that's cannery like like a like a tuna cannery c a n n e r y village center and that's Milton uh M-I-L-T-O-N Delaware 19968 now it's about two and a half three hours from where I am here in DC to drive out there but it's worth it. That eastern shore of Maryland and Delaware is just a hidden gem. It's, you know, on the western side across the Bay Bridge in Maryland, you got Annapolis, D. C. and Baltimore, and it's happening and it's fast and 495 and the Beltway. It's just go, go, go. But over there, it is. They they make jokes and call it the slower, lower. But I gotta tell you, it's very relaxing. And the older I get, the more and more I enjoy the slower, lower. Uh but this romantic nectar it's weighing in at 7.2 percent abv uh it, it, it was uh it's a seasonal time so february to may is when it's when it's released but this guy's not a new beer I, I i just it's new to me i thought it was new and the guy downstairs he was like oh i think this is a new one so this one came out in 2016. so it's not new but it only comes out in a certain time for only a few months february march april may so four months you're only going to see this beer. So if you guys get on this podcast late and you're not popping top until now and you're like, son of a bitch, I missed my window for it, send me an email. My email, guys, is B-E-E-R-A-M-Y-D 365. That's pyramid, like pyramid, but beeramid365 at gmail.com. Let me know that you're listening and what I have recommendations for, for the season that's out right now. Some beers do this in these short periods of times, a lot of guys do it. And I think that it kind of makes it a lot of fun, you know, cause you're like, oh man, I can't wait. The wife and I can't wait for the summertime. I, I'm throwing all kinds of beers at you guys here, but I promise we're going to stick with this one that I'm sipping right now. And that's the Romantic Chemistry IPA by Dogfish Head. All right. But the wife and I are waiting for one actually right now that comes out in the summertime. comes out in May, so it'll be nice to transition from this to that. And that is the Hardywood Cuvée Peach. Hardywood is out of Richmond, Virginia. They are one of my new favorite up-and-coming breweries. They are amazing, and they make some great stuff. So Hardywood has a Cuvée Peach. Similar to this, uh, weighs in a little bit heavier, like 8.2% alcohol, but really good stuff. So... With the romantic chemistry IPA, uh, now that I'm tasting it here, I'm I'm kind of just kind of I'm going off the improv here to figure out what I could pair with this for you guys. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, There's always a cheese pairing. I think that uh, one of the things that we get away from is, or or that maybe the novice uh, beer and wine alcohol drinker doesn't really know, is that food doesn't just pair with wine all right and no offense to one you're fantastic i've been to italy it's great i want to go live there but beers pair with food too it's true it's true so uh, as i'm looking here at some of the flavors and things you definitely would this would definitely mix with a barbecue to be good when it starts to get warm out uh if you have a big opening day uh baseball season Starts up here in a month or so, you know, you have a little party there, you a little barbecue going on. You can serve these beers, you know, be the coolest guy in the neighborhood. I'd definitely say barbecue, you know, uh, like any kind of like rich dishes, like Mexican dishes, like um, enchiladas and things like that with a heavier sauce. Um, and definitely the cheeses though now, um, one of the things I happen to see here on Dogfish Head's website, they recommend pairing it with a Stilton, which is kind of like a heavier white cheese. Uh, A Stilton and a – I think my washing machine is actually blowing up back there. Uh, A Stilton with apricots. So uh, if you guys want to let you know from my own travels, I know that Stilton is kind of a rare cheese. It's not necessarily one you're always going to pick up at Whole Foods or Harris Teeter or anything. So you kind of got to look for it. You might even need to go to like a specialty wine store and get it. But it is very good cheese so uh, I'd be interested to pair it with this myself so that is their recommendation Um, this is just a really good sipping beer I'm kind of blown away that the uh, the mild bite of the IPA actually it kind of grows with a sip but not like in a bad way also any of you out there listening that are like, man, this guy's always double IPAs and IPAs. Guys, the IPAs are fantastic beers. They're they're open, they're full, they're what beer's supposed to be. It's meant to taste like full flavor. Um, I guess, I guess that that definition could be misconstrued a lot of different ways, but yeah, it's it's meant to be full flavor. That's what the point of IPA. So, a small fun history lesson for any of you history buffs out there. Excuse me, that was uh, that was the carbonation in the beer, and I apologize for burping on the podcast. Uh, it happens more often than not. So, now, with IPAs, if anyone doesn't know where it really comes from, so, the British, way back in the day, used to kind of rule everything, you know, kind of like we try to do now. <laughs> um... But the british used to when they first started trading they'd open up the areas between the east west trade routes there in india they would bring beer with them through these long you know ship voyages and and trails to get there and they would find that their beer would go flat and go bad you know by the time they got there who knew when you you know brewed some beer and then you know six months later it was bad because you kept it in wooden casts cross ships no temperature controlled vats out there to brew it up with and storages and forklifts to roll it anyhow the uh the british decided all right well if we're gonna make this beer last we're just gonna pour a shitload of hops in it and that's what they did they just overloaded the hops and then what happened was uh it, it, it turned into this insane flavor, this this IPA, this very like hoppy and forward and uh, from there just took off from them revamping it back home in England. But it's very interesting that they just kind of said, you know what, I'm sick of wasting all this beer every time we come over here and we trade with spices. It was like, man, got no beer. So let's just throw a bunch of hops in it. So <clears throat> I mean, it's it's one of the greatest things uh mistakes of some great inventions that we've had food and and alcohol wise in this uh on this earth so you can always gotta appreciate the mistake sometimes but i think it might have been more uh the way i've read about it is that it, it was just kind of haphazardly they threw more hops in there i think it was a little more calculated than that i mean we're talking about people that were building cathedrals in the 900s that are still there today in england i think they probably could have figured out the uh the equation of adding more hops in there to keep the beer going but then again trial and error and remember guys I know that I maybe I don't spend enough time on the positivity and love that I say I want to express and get out through this so let me just tell you if any of you out there are having a bad time work is a little tough life's a little tough the wife the husband the kids whatever the case may be or may be or, whatever the case may be or that's fantastic that's the greatest screw up I've had admit whatever the case may be i want you to know that when you have failures in life it's it's a step closer to your next success you're not failing and like just running in a circle if you're not learning from your failures then yes you're just running in a circle but if you are failing you're learning from it you're stepping up and you're getting better from that failure then that is exactly what you're supposed to be doing okay Don't be afraid to fail everybody. We all fail sometimes and it only helps us get better. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that we are, we're early on into this pop top nation here and I don't have any feedback yet. And that's okay, it's early on. But I want you guys to give me your feedback. I'm not asking you to spend three hours and write me a dissertation of how stupid I am. I'm just asking you to send me an email, all right? Shoot that email to pyramid365 at gmail dot com. That's B E R two E's B E R A M Y D 365 at gmail.com. That's B-E-R, two E's, B-E-R-A-M-Y-D 365 at gmail.com. Beeramid365 at gmail.com. And, and, and let's get this thing going. I want to hear your suggestions. I mean, I've got lots of beers out there, but I, I'm just – I'm going. I want to discover new ones. I want to discover ones that I didn't even know that were out there. And uh, I want to have fun with it. Uh, also, guys, a lot of these places I tell you about, go check them out. Take a weekend trip. Take the wife. Take the kids. Uh, don't take the kids. Actually, don't take the kids. I got to say, uh, my wife and I, we have a niece and nephew. We love children. Um. We decided with our life paths, the way we have with our careers and things that we were doing, we didn't want to have kids. We uh, we want to we want to just travel and kind of save money and and see the world, and that's what we want to do with our life. Now, for those of you that have kids, with many friends with kids, that's fantastic. I, I'm happy for you about your kids. I'm glad that you, hopefully you love and care for them and are not a shitbag parent. But by the same token, though, I don't want your children at the brewery. I just don't. I I I, I understand that you don't have anybody to watch them, but sometimes you just don't get to go out and drink beers and bring the kids, okay? We go to the bars and breweries to get away from kids. So I just ask kindly when you come out to the breweries, and breweries, I know a lot of you are centric towards kids because people bring their kids, fine, that's fine. But seriously, try not to bring your kids. (laughs) I want to have beers and not listen to your kids complain or watch them on their iPads or whatever the hell kids these days do. I mean, it's pretty bad at 35 years old, I'm already saying, whatever the hell these kids do these days. (laughs) But seriously, I, I mean, like I said, shoot me an email, tell me, hey, you're a jerk, you should have kids. But, I mean, do people really think that we should seriously be having kids at the brewery? It's the same thing when you see people bring kids into, like, a bar centric restaurant where it just kind of has drinks and maybe some bar foods and you see them bring the kids prime example wife and i were in philadelphia a few months ago my wife's from pittsburgh now this might blow some of your mind geographically if you don't understand where pittsburgh is it's on the southwestern side of pennsylvania it's on the western side of pennsylvania that borders ohio about like 580 miles across the state on the other coast on the southeastern corner is Philadelphia. Now, there, so many people think that people from Pittsburgh and people from Philly they just hang out all the time and just go back and forth to each other. No, they pretty much hate each other, really. <laughs> they they don't like it. And uh, Philly, I will say, as a Pats fan, congratulations on winning the Super Bowl. I say that begrudgingly and under protest, somewhat. Well, not under protest. You guys beat us fair and square, but. Uh, my wife had never been to Philly. She's 31 years old, 32 years old. Uh, she'd never been to Philly. And I was just amazed that she had never been. I said, Well, we got to go. There's lots of good places, uh, lots of good places to eat. I took her to this great taco place, Elvez, And uh, and we had a great time. We had a great time. And Philly had this really cool outdoor beer garden. And uh, it's called the Ben Franklin Beer Garden. Uh, or, or I think it was Ben Franklin. Yeah, I think it was Ben Franklin Beer Garden and it's kind of like in between these buildings and it has a natural awning and they have you can play ping pong you can play jenga and all this stuff it's really cool anyway we were there out of this beer garden It had been pouring down rain the weekend we decided to go up there and it you know the beer garden seemed like the best idea <laughs> that that was the way to the fucking uh have a good time let go have this beer garden it was just raining once all the Liberty Bell, so. So we get out to this beer garden. And guys, by the way, I apologize for the ADD telling this story right now. Um, so I got home early enough from work today to watch. Uh, I'm a big English League soccer fan with my two older brothers. They're Liverpool fans. I'm a Manchester United fan. I know all of you are going to hate. Uh, but I got home, and it was 2 to nothing Crystal Palace against Manchester United. And now with a minute left in the game, Manchester United just scored the winning goal. So I was trying to hold back from screaming into the headphones on the podcast. So I apologize. Also apologize for watching TV while talking to you guys. Anyway, while we were in Philadelphia, um, we had a blast. This beer garden was a good time. There were good beers. And they had a lot of, like, adult Jenga, where the Jenga blocks had different things on them. And you had to yell, stand up and yell, silly stuff. But adult stuff. Needless to say, there were clearly people there that were vacationing in Philadelphia or visiting it. And they're sitting in the beer garden drinking and they have their kids. Their kids just running aimlessly, just fucking up the ping pong balls, knocking over Django balls. It it's like, come on, man, the bars are here for us. We all did our time. We all waited until we were twenty-one to you know to to drink legal well, to go to the bar legally, let's put it that way. But you know, we all had to wait in our time and stuff. So uh, I, I say that people, leave your kids at home. They have to wait. Now, I figured I'll take this time to <laughs> end on one of, not, not one of, my favorite segment. Okay? And that is pure facts. No shit? So since we are doing the Romantic Chemistry IPA, And as a person who wasn't really a big believer in love and getting married and things like that, I dedicate this beer fact and this Romantic Chemistry IPA to my beautiful wife, Sarah Morse. Sarah, I absolutely love you, darling. And thank you for supporting me in this endeavor and laughing at all my jokes if you are the only one listening. (laughs) Um, I met my beautiful wife, changed my life. I know a lot of people say that. It's cliche. It's true. My wife changed my life. I was a maniac marine, covered in tattoos, and loved getting into a fistfight and just being a rambunctious, crazy person. And she's really helped, really helped hone me in. She's the she's the yin to my yang. So, baby girl, this beer fact is for you. <laughs> so this beer fact, I thought was pretty interesting. I know I bring you guys, I brought you some beer facts so far. I know I'm bringing you like these things from like. Thousands of years ago, but I think that's what's more interesting. Facts is you know, learning about beers and stuff we did in the 70s or something like that. Who cares, man? I want to know about the stuff they did back in the day because we've been drinking beer for a long time. I mean, all kinds of different forms of it, all right? So, uh, found out through my extensive research here that. It was a basically accepted practice. It wasn't like a forced practice, like that they had to do it, but it was accepted practice in Babylon 4,000 years ago that when you got married for a month, one whole month, 31 days after your wedding, okay? The father-in-law was required to bring you a month's worth of mead. So whether he brought you a jug of mead every day or he brought you 10 jugs of mead every 10 days, whatever the case may be, he had to keep your mead, which uh, any of you don't know what mead is. Mead is honey beer is basically what it is. It's kind of a thick, lager type of way. I don't think any, I mean, people have made some meads. They're just not. <laughs> we've evolved in palates and culture. So it's not the. Uh, the uh, uh, what do you call it? It's not necessarily uh, (laughs) a beer we're going to brew anytime soon, but people do still brew them there. Anyway, so meat is like a honey beer, but they had to keep you, so it was accepted practice to keep you supplied for a month because they believed in the lunar year, the Babylonians back way 4,000 years ago. So that month that you got married uh, was considered the honey month which is actually where honeymoon comes from. And my wife and I had a great time in Jamaica and that's actually where we got married to, just us. So uh, I thought it'd be a pretty interesting beer fact that honeymoon has to come from a, uh, from, from a beer fact. Basically beer is involved with honeymoon and beer is involved with our honeymoon. So win, win, win. Shout out to Red Stripe Light. You're not too bad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that has been it for Pop Top today. I appreciate you listening to me ramble. I appreciate you letting me tell you about some beers I like. I appreciate you letting me randomly jump into a beer and tell you about it on the fly. Um, I appreciate every single one of you for listening. I appreciate any of you that want to send me criticisms. Like I said, guys, shoot me a line. Let me know you're listening. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you want me to try. Be... E-E-R-A-M-Y-D, 365 at gmail.com. Hit me up. Give me your criticisms. Give me your constructive criticisms. Give me your compliments. Give me your hate. Whatever it is, but whatever you do, make sure you give me some beer in there, too. I mean, at least tell me about a beer. I don't even care if you want to tell me that Bud Light's your favorite beer. I don't give a shit. Just tell me. I want to know. So thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. Have a great beer. And I will 100% absolutely see you on the next one.